Today, we want to discuss communication. Right? That's obviously a key part to every marriage, in every relationship, full stop. Relationships are primarily connected through dibur, through speech. And in fact, um, on a more Kabbalistic level, the faculty of speech is linked to ruach, to a part of the soul that we normally associate with love. We put it into the lave, into the heart, and, and so on. So love, relationship, and speech are all interconnected. And one of the struggles that people go through in marriage, and here they are not the world's experts on marriage. My wife is a marriage counselor. Uh, this is a big part of what marriage counseling is about, but it's true of whatever level we're at in marriage, is is communicating. It's so easy for a couple to be feeling things and not communicating what they're feeling. Now, and resentment can build up very, very easily. People can really start having a tough time. So I'm going to talk about a few different aspects of this communication. The first is that as we're building up resentments, or even if we're not, there has to be constant communication. Marriage, as we said in, in previous uh, little mini uh, sessions, mini shirim here, is about constant injection every day, every day giving, every day receiving, but also every day communicating, making sure we're communicating our love, making sure that we're hearing what's going on in the other person's day, what they're struggling with, what we're struggling with and sharing that too, and make sure there's a constant emotional bond there. But also when things are going less well, often we don't wanna have an uncomfortable communication. So, and there's a reason for it, because I'm angry, and if I say something when I'm angry, it's gonna be hurtful, and that's true, and we shouldn't say things when we're angry. Or something's bothering me about the way they're doing things, I just wanna work on it myself. Okay, but at a certain point, there is a problem there that needs to be communicated. And there's right ways to communicate, and there's wrong ways to communicate. So let's start by talking about the most extreme example where things have gone wrong and there's a real argument going on and they've said not nice things to us, we've said not nice things to them. So how do we communicate effectively? So the first thing to not do is to not, not talk about it, right? Just let it pass and so on. Or there's something about them that's bothering us or the way they're doing something that's bothering us. Not to communicate is not going to be effective. But there's a lot of hurtful ways to communicate. And the most hurtful way is to blame the other person. I say, you're doing this wrong, right? Or this, you know, something that's terrible about the way you, the way you're talking, the way you're eating, or I don't know what it is. To realize that anything that's going wrong in the relationship, in almost all cases, and I'm not talking about where one person is extremely suffering from a serious personality disorder or an abusive personality, right? Then sometimes they need help, and if they're not wanting to get help, the relationship has to just end. That can be. But most scenarios where we're all a bit imperfect and all a little bit can blame the other one, right? And we build up resentment scoreboards. So something's bothering us about the other person. What's bothering us is a combination of they're doing X and I personally have a resistance to that particular thing. I have a sensitivity. So I don't need to communicate what they're doing is wrong. I can focus on the sensitivity. I'm really sorry, I've got this weird sensitivity just you know, I grew up maybe in a home where people didn't do things this way, so I'm not saying you're doing anything wrong, but just me, it triggers me in a weird way, in a, in a wrong way, makes me feel uncomfortable. So is, is there any possibility, you know, that we could do things differently? That doesn't need to be as soft as that, but the principle is I'm focusing on where's the issue in me, not where's the issue in you. Objectively, with your mouth closed or open, many people couldn't care less. Some people are like, ooh, right? So the ooh is in me, it's not in you, right? Wherever exactly it is. So could we try and do things a bit differently? So that's, that's a general rule. But now we're in an argument and now I really resent that person. Now I'm angry with them. And here's what happens when we get into the argument. Before we communicate, we have to do exercise within ourselves. You see, we measure the other person by how we feel emotionally about them. 
This is true in all things in life. And this is a beautiful chapter for those who never learned it. The Rambam in the Guide for the Perplexed, the Marina Vuchim in the second chapter, everyone has to read it about how the, the actual hate of Adamarishan, the sin of man in the Garden of Eden, was the sin of turning from an objective God's eye view of reality into a subjective, self-centered view of reality where we measure the world by how it feels to us. If something makes us feel good, it's good. This food makes me feel good, it's good. This food makes me feel sick, it's sick. This music makes me feel bad, it's bad. This makes me, and it's true of people. This person makes me feel good, they're a good person. This person right now is making me feel bad, they become a bad person. And once our brain decides they're a bad person, we become incredible prosecution lawyers and we start to see bad in everything they do. Because the truth is, as Rukhaim Evelajan tells us, Almost every human action has some good and bad. If the person makes us feel good, our brain just looks for the good and we find good. You know, it's like the, the parent of a, of a child criminal or, or uh, the mother of the murderer. Oh, but he was misunderstood by society. She's looking for that little grain of good. And conversely, when we don't like somebody, we can become horrific prosecution lawyers. They give charity, they're just trying to look good. Oh, they were so nice. Yeah, they're just sucking up to this person. So we got to get ourselves out of that. And the best way to get ourselves out of that is to realize we measure what they're doing to us by how much pain it's causing. And right now we're feeling a lot of pain because of them. But we're measuring what they do, we're doing to them, not by how much pain it's causing them, but how maliciously it's intended. So you can have an argument like this, person A, person B, person A says something about person B. It's very funny, everybody laughs. And if you ask person A, on a scale of zero to 100, how painful do you think that was? One. It was really not painful, but it was so funny So I said it. Person B did not feel that as one out of a hundred. They felt a real slap across the face, 10 units out of a hundred. You see the difference? Person A is thinking, how malicious was it? One out of a hundred. Person B is thinking, how much pain? 10 out of a hundred. Whoa, that was really hurtful. How dare you say? Let me give you a little reminder, a little slap back. I'll make a comment to you, right? But I'm not gonna be as bad as you. I'm gonna pick picture five levels of pain, right? Less than what you did to me, just to give you a little lesson. Boom, they'd send off their, their little comment back in self-defense. That's how they perceive it. Person A, remember, doesn't think they did so much wrong over here. They thought one out of a hundred. But they didn't feel five back. They're not getting 20 units. They're, what? You said that? Whoa. Whoa, that's really hurtful. And then they retaliate with 10, but that's filled to 40. And each one can narrate the story of what's happened over the last three days. By the, you didn't call me from the car. And that really hurt because I was waiting for you. And then when I said something back about how you've been unreliable, which was nothing, you then went and said something about me, which was so hurtful. And then you, when I wanted to talk about you, you stormed out. And, and this is my painful world. And on the other side is a person who, I was stuck in traffic and I was trying to do this good thing. And okay, it was a bit, but it wasn't the biggest deal I didn't show up. What was the big deal? And then you got on the phone. You were really angry when you spoke to me. That was so hurtful. And all I pointed out is something. And then you, next thing you know, you're having this. And then you want to pin me down and have, and have this out. And, and it, you see, each one's narrating the same story. And there's just two different universes. So we've got to realize that they're not being evil and we're not being evil. But each of us experienced completely different levels of pain. If they're saying mean things to us, the chances are they're hurting. That doesn't mean we're bad, but they're hurting. And so the first thing to, to communicate is, I recognize I'm feeling very hurt in this. Be vulnerable. And I'm sure you're feeling hurt too. And I recognize that things I'm saying are probably hurting you more than I realize they are, right? That type of communication 
it's not about the cheap game of who says sorry first, but it starts with an understanding of, I've been hurting that person, even though I don't realize, it's probably been a lot more painful than I think, and yes, I'm in more pain than they think, but therefore I could start by, first of all, let me clean up my side of the road. If I really think about it, have I done stuff to hurt them? Yes. Let me go and start with that one. Okay, look, I'm sorry. I realized when I came late, it didn't seem so bad to me, but I know it was really hurtful. And probably in your perspective, you felt I was being unreliable, right? And that I let you down and it's not the first time. The more we can genuinely say this, but we don't need to get them to apologize yet. The first thing to communicate is, what pain might I have caused you? And I realized when I said that, although I didn't mean it so hurtfully, I understand that probably was really sensitive and really hurt you, right? So that's how we start the, and then we can perhaps say, I also though do want to say that when I came late, that, that the, when you spoke to me on the phone, I understand you were probably in pain. That's, but to me, I was just very sensitive and it hurt. So that's the next stage I can express that. But let me start by expressing what I need to, to get right myself. So these are very important. The communication has to happen. We have to work ourselves out of anger first. Then we have to communicate where, where the pain, get ourselves into the mindset of what does the world like, look like from their perspective. It's not about who's right and wrong. That's usually irrelevant. Objectively, who knows who's right and wrong? Let's even say I'm right. What does that mean? How, are they hurt? Yes. Let me get into that world, see it from their perspective when I'm ready to start to try to communicate that. Right. And then vice versa. That's sometimes easier said than done, but even getting it a bit right is a million times better than not doing it at all. The worst thing of all is building up the resentment factory because resentments are machines. They're like little replays of an event that get worse and worse and make me more and more good and then more and more bad. And that we've got to get out of. Okay. Much more to say about communication, but I think we've covered quite a lot, um, for this here, but really understanding that, that the bedrock of a relationship is the love based on giving, but the lot of stuff can get in the way making sure it's dealt with, making sure it's communicated, making sure that we communicate with a sensitivity to the fact that the other person's probably not narrating the same story that we are, thinking about what that might look like, and then being able to communicate. And when we are struggling, to make sure that we understand that my feelings are not identical to what, what they're doing, right? and to express it in terms of my feelings. These are very powerful, but the most important of all is to be communicating. Most important of all is if there's feelings inside, to find some way to express them in the right time uh, as soon as possible. And to try to make sure that we don't, if we can, not even go to bed at night feeling a resentment. Okay, sometimes very difficult, but to try to make sure that flowing communication that is the bedrock of the relationship, and that's again part of what it is that builds us as people, the oil, what we said, the, the, the yoke that guides us, because learning to express that, learning to see the world through other people's eyes, in the end is part of the greatest tikkunin, right? That's the Rambam says, that's rebuilding Ganeda, and that's rebuilding what we've got to rebuild. It's a rebuilding of our relationship with everybody around us and with the Kodesh Baruch too.